welcome everyone to yet another episode of the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about this week's episode of Steven Universe, Love Letters. My name is Ken Davis, and joining me, as always, are... I'm GC13. And I am a very good swimmer. I'm Dakota. Cool. I did not know that about you. Let's let's just get let's just get the big thing out of the way. Well, how did you feel about this episode, Ken? It was okay. Sorry, it was better than okay. It was pretty good. I liked it. It wasn't like my favorite episode or anything, and I did have some problems with it, but it was it was solid. I, I'd say it was okay. That, that that's a good way to sum up my feelings. I thought it was a good episode, but I was expecting Ruby and Sapphire, so I have to say okay too. Why were you expecting them? Why wouldn't weren't you expecting them? I mean, it's an easy way for Garnet to say, when, when Garnet says you literally have no idea who or what I am, that kind of was leaving us open to it, but I'm really glad she didn't unfuse just to tell a human off, you know, that would have been kind of petty, I think. I didn't get that intimation at all. I didn't want them to infuse for that reason, I wanted them to infuse earlier on in the episode and have some Ruby and Sapphire hijinks. I think that would have been fun. Gotta save it for the birthday episode. I guess. I just, I need more Ruby and Sapphire in my life. I do. I was very disappointed by the lack of Pearl. Pearl wasn't in this episode, was she? Nope. Just Garnet. Yeah, I mean, they weren't really necessary. This episode had all of the characters that it needed to have, plus an additional bonus character that we'd never gotten to see before. Barb! Mama Sadie! <laughs> At least she, she's she's probably named Barb. We have very high likelihood on Barb. I I think so, too. I think so, too. And I think that's some really cool foreshadowing. Yeah, it's great that we finally have to officially meet her. They they showed her to us just as a sneak peek in the crowd scene in The Return. And now she finally gets a speaking part. I loved her voice, too. Like, I feel like that is exactly the voice Sadie's mother would have. I thought it was weird that she, I guess, just didn't have a job before. If she could just take this new job at a moment's notice. What do you mean she didn't have a job before? Wasn't it implied that she's just started working at the post office as soon as... Jamie quit. I don't no. think so. No, because in the very first episode, or Cheeseburger Backpack was episode three, actually. In the third episode, Jamie says that Barb yells at him when uh, he doesn't get signatures. I think that she's probably been working there for a while, but she just picked up this part of the, of her route. Well, all that tells us, all that tells us is that Jamie has a female supervisor. So that's why Sadie's mother is probably named Barb. We, we don't know for sure yet, but right. I, I never got the impression that she was new. She seemed to be very, she seemed to be an, you know, old school mailman, if, if you know what I mean. Okay. I mean, I can see where you would get that because based on the way Sadie has talked about her mom, she kind of sounded like she was a stay at home mom. Other than Rose is... Is Barb the first mom we've actually seen in the series? Of a kid? Of a kid? What about Nanafwa? She's Kofi's mother. I just realized that we've also seen Connie's mom. Yeah, Dr. Mahesh Warren. So of a supporting character, I think she's the first mother we've seen. And technically, yeah, Nanafwa is a grandma, but she's not... Okay, yeah, of a kid, I mean, because she has Kofi's mom, presumably. I mean, what about what about Sour Cream? We've probably we seen have his seen mother Medallia. in the past. We have, okay, never mind. I mean, they're slowly redressing the father-mother gap. They're they're slowly working on that. They gotta introduce, you know, more mothers since they've already introduced all the dads. I think that the lack of mothers initially was probably intentional. Oh yeah, Steven's missing his mother. Why should anybody else have a mom? Also, you know what? Now that I think about it, if the show is through Steven's point of view, it kind of makes sense that he's not picking up on moms because he doesn't really have a mom dynamic in his life other than the Crystal Gems. I like Jamie's character. I I just wish they let him keep his self-respect a little bit more. What do you mean? Yeah, 
He was kind of a blubbering idiot most of this, being really awkward, which made this episode kind of hard for me to watch because I could empathize with his situation a little bit too much. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the kind of person who's going to get on a bus for Hollywood, I mean Kansas, and then, you know, audition until he just can't take it anymore and then go back home. So, you know, he is kind of going to put his mind to something and get on that, even though he may not be the best person to be, you know, on that task. Yeah. I just thought he was really cool at first, but then they wouldn't let him stay cool. I mean, he 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 is cool. We've just seen his, um, you know, more soft side. As a speech guy, I know a lot of theater people, and I really appreciated Jamie's characterization as a theater person. I thought it was really funny. Do you know people who get into the drama zone? <laughs> Understatement. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about more like zealous kind of tacky way he was acting i thought it was really funny and i'm not gonna list any names or anyone flowery language yes 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 i was just like this speaks to me on a cosmic level so do you think jamie actually dressed up while writing his letter to garnet no (laughs) you think that was an exaggeration that or he has a very very fancy home yeah that's true for all we know it could be a really nice coffee shop in a neighboring city i mean that caters to aspiring thespians touche i was kind of just reading that more as something that uh connie and steven were imagining yeah that that's a that's a fair interpretation but i I just still like to imagine you know jamie dressing up as shakespeare to write his love letter and i mean he's even (laughs) including the because you know it blooms it blooms at night he has the you know left in there. I got I got I got a new thing for you to doodle. Can doodle little water bears like uh water like bears. sighting. Yeah, you you know when she jumped out of the ocean holding that uh holding that monster? That yeah. was a water bear, or it's more properly called a tardigrade. Ew. What are you looking at pictures of him? I think it's gross. Yes. <laughs> It's like a, it's a really good drawing of one. I think there was a gem creature based on the tardigrade, but... Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. It, it's a water bear gem monster, just like we have a pufferfish gem monster. You know what it really reminded me of, though? It reminded me of the blue light monsters in Attack the Light. Hmm, except it had a gem of its own. Right, but Garnet didn't actually pull out the gem. I was wondering about that. I bet that was a minion, kind of like the baby uh, centipedals, and it might not have actually had a gem of its own. But then, I guess, why what wouldn't was it that, have disintegrated? What was that thing in its forehead, then? I'm not sure. That might have just been, like, some kind of organelles or something. Or, I guess, like, outright organs if it's that big. It definitely definitely looked like a gem, but I don't know. I mean, of all the things for them to just throw in there, the that that monster fight was just at, as out of the clear blue sky as Garnet came in. I think it's going to be relevant later on, but I'm just worrying, wondering, like, if it was a gem monster, why didn't she actually take its gem? That's just something that I'm, I'm really unsure of, which is why, which is what leads me to think maybe it was a minion. It didn't actually have a gem, or like that was an organ rather than a gem. I don't know. That's my thought process on it. That's my sense. Well, we know she's just down there looking for looking for malachite, or as she calls it, just jasper and lapis, because only we know malachite's name. They don't know her name, or even if they can figure it out, I don't think they've told Stephen about it. But she might it might have just attacked her, and then she beat it up and threw it back into the ocean, and knows it's not going to bother anybody. That is a, that's an interesting thing to know. Like we only know Malachite's name because her name was in the credits, but she's never been formally named in the show. So like I was wondering why she referred to them as Jasper and uh, Lapis, but 
now thinking about that, I'm kind of glad she didn't. I'm glad she she didn't refer to them as uh, Malachite. I mean, even if they have, you know, off screen gone over what her name is, it wouldn't make sense from a writing perspective for them to use the name Malachite because it hasn't been used yet. So that would be more time they have to take to explain something that is completely irrelevant to the episode at hand. Even if they had already used the name and explained that, it wouldn't have really mattered. Malachite had two distinct personalities anyway. Oh, yeah. Malachite is never shown to be like a unique entity. So right. using one name to refer to Malachite doesn't, it's not important. And it's just like Alexandrite. Malachite did not seem to be a experience kind of a, kind of a gem. She definitely seemed to be a two people kind of a, kind of a gem. I wonder if that was yeah. supposed to be some kind of further commentary on like relationships and love. Because I know that, like, that was definitely a theme we saw in this episode, and, like, Garnet comes from the school that, like, love is an emotion. It's, like, a work of art. Or maybe I'm just, like, projecting because I'm thinking of, like, Erich Fromm's book, uh, The Art of Loving. But, like, when she says that love is an effortful thing that you work at, that just, like, screams Fromm to me. I don't know, it's just weird that Garnet is very practical about love in this episode, whereas you, you saw that she clearly enjoys being in love in Jailbreak, whereas in this one... I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to call her dour about it, but she's very realistic about it. I mean, love is not something that you're going to have right away. Well, I think like anyone you see, you if you think of like any relationship of people you know in your life who have like a really good, sincere relationship, like an old couple or, or whatnot like that, their outlook on love generally is more practical. And assuming what we know about Garnet, she has been Garnet for quite a long time. So that's a love that's existed for quite a long time. So I'm not necessarily surprised that, yeah, I'm not necessarily surprised that her outlook on love isn't just like super flowery. And I I really appreciate that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it it makes sense. I mean, Garnet's always the practical one. It's just, I I guess it's good to see that she's exhibiting that other side of the coin. She's not an idealist. She enjoys, she enjoys being in love, but she's not going to lie about what it takes. Yeah. And Jasper's just mad because she's single. I really like that they didn't like use this opportunity to further the potential romance between Steven and Connie. I was kind of afraid it was going to go that route, but they uh, they avoided it. They were taking an adorable selfie right at the start of the episode. <laughs> how, how does that not count? So that's like at the very beginning of the episode before the love theme was even introduced. And I mean, it didn't really further anything. It was just cute. Like friends could do that. It's, I don't it's know. more like revealing what we already know is there. I mean, we've seen them with we've seen Steven's phone. And he has pictures of Connie on there already. I like the characterization of Steven and Connie's relationship right now, but if it does move beyond that, I'll be okay with that too. I mean, we, we know they're young kids. They're not even teenagers yet. So the fact that it's just like this very friendly relationship between them that maybe has undertones of like romance, I like where this is right now. Yeah, I agree. It's just very sweet. It's very innocent. It's not like, yeah, very, like it's very adorable. Adorable. Exactly. Still want to see more of that Stevani though. Who doesn't want to see more Stevani? I mean, like, I'm growing more and more okay with the idea that, like, Stevani is going to be the real warrior, and, you know, Steven is going to be the defender, and Connie brings the offense, and then Stevani combines it to be just, like, this kick-butt gem. Especially after we got that uh, episode-flavored text of Pearl teaching Connie to sword fight. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be interesting to see. I think that that's a valid source. Zap, too, it has generally been pretty reliable. Yeah, but I don't know... I don't understand Zap, too, it enough to know how those entries get there and how the heck anybody is expected to be able to see those entries ever. So all I know is people find them. I don't know how they find them. Okay. I know, I know that it's sequential. Like you can go back and you can find that there are entries for that for previous episodes. 
So I assume that they're truthy. Interesting fact, on Google+, Plus, Zap to it has 1,666 followers. What is Zap to it? What are you guys talking about? Oh, it's a TV listing site. Okay. Yeah, we just got a couple, we got episode summaries for a couple episodes that are going to come up soon enough. They haven't put them up on the, they haven't given them airtimes yet, though, so I'm assuming that we're going to have a hiatus at the end of the month, and it'll probably go on for a few months. No, don't say that. Even Why if would it you doesn't happen, us? you know it has to happen soon enough. I mean, we just, we're just going to have to accept that there's going to be some kind of a summer hiatus. We just hope it's shorter, but we have to be, as a fan base, strong and ready for it when it happens. So you know what we haven't talked about? What have we not talked about? I didn't write that. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was really, that was funny. I loved her tone. She got ratchet. That was pretty good. I liked, I liked Steven setting his sea monkeys free. I need Hunter here with me right now to talk about how Ratchet Garnet was, and I'm sad he's not here. Why aren't you here, Hunter? Why aren't you here? But did you see how cheap the sea monkeys were? They were like a buck twenty-five a box. Yeah, I noticed that. He did have nine boxes that I counted, so eleven twenty-five. It seems like shipping would be more than that. Yeah, I know. When did you guys see the the cost? It's on the corner of the box. Oh, I guess I wasn't looking very closely. Did you guys see that comic someone drew where Steven released all the sea monkeys and they went to uh, Malachite and said, uh. I miss you? Yeah, that that was that was so cute. I would love to see something like that in the in the show for real. I have a feeling next time we get to see Malachite, it's going to be far more sinister than that. But I can hope for something cute like that. What do you mean? Like, do you think that that uh, Jasper is going to be able to overpower the fusion, or do you mean that like Lapis might have a change of heart and rebel against the Crystal Gems? I think I think Jasper and Lapis are both going to realize that they both do not like the Crystal Gems. And, I mean, if there's ever going to be a chance for us to get to see Alexandrite fight somebody, it's probably going to be if Malachite comes back to attack them. And if that scenario occurs, I figure either Malachite will win the fight and then try to go after Steven and then they'll break apart because they can't decide on what they want to do with Steven, or they'll be evenly matched and then Malachite will try to go around Alexandrite to attack Steven to the same effect. Hmm. If that happens, but I, I kind of figure that she is going to come back in an antagonistic role. You think that's going to happen in Crashing Skies, the two-parter? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not Ronaldo. I'm not a prophet. I, I can just uh, call him like I see him, and I'm not seeing too clearly on this yet. Have to have to wait. I think it is a little bit early for a two-parter, though. I mean, usually that would be the twenty-sixth, twenty-fifth, and twenty-sixth episode in the season. Hmm. And um, we're only a few episodes into this one, depending on how you count the season one refugees. You know what I just thought about for Reformed? Something that I haven't really seen anyone talk about. I think that the monster in the temple is probably going to be Centipedal. I think that probably makes more sense. Because that's something I really want to see. That's something I really want to see this season is Centipedal out of her bubble and on the on the cast for a few episodes while, you know, Steven tries to work with her and turn her from a monstrous gem back into the humanoid gem she's supposed to be. I would like that very much. What, whatever, whatever corrupted the gems did a number on him, and Steven's got to figure out how to fix it. And we all know Centipedal is the one he's built the attachment to. I mean, they have a bond now. Or you know what else could be on, on Loose in the Temple? One of the gem shards that uh, was popped in uh, Secret Team. They might not have gotten all of them back. Um, a giant foot. There we go. Get your cereal ready, Steven. It's go time. <laughs> I 
I mean, yeah, this this was a this was a character. This was definitely a character episode, and I I love the lore, but I do appreciate the fact that the series has a good grounding in its characters. I mean, lore is really not so great if you don't love the characters also. Right. Yeah, lore is definitely secondary, to the point that if the show had no lore, I wouldn't care, personally. I need them both. I don't know that I could agree with you there. I think that the lore in combination with the characters is what makes me love this show so much. Yeah, I, I gotta have my lore, but at the same time, I definitely do not want this series to become like the Steven Bomb, where it's just all plot all the time, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think I, th- I think they really know how to subtly weave the lore into the background, and I think that's what they're best at. And then every so often, they hit us in the gut, like with uh, Ocean Gem, or with warp tour or the return or even with giant woman i don't know about y'all but i think like the reveal of gem fusion was a pretty big thing for me like i think that was really cool that was that was a very big reveal but they also had the the subtle background of the sky spire i mean i don't know if that was a gem constructed thing or a human constructed thing i have a feeling it was gem constructed and it looks like it's a nature trail i mean it had markings this way to the heaven beetle some very nice architecture Something else we learned from this episode, I mean, it's been revealed word of God that there is a state in this uh, conception of the United States called Delmarva, but apparently Kansas is still a state. So I wonder how many other states are still states and how many other states have different names or are, you know, different entirely. And inexplicably, Kansas is the filmmaking hub of America. Maybe Jamie just thinks that, you know, and so he went there, or maybe that's like the only place he could afford to go. He was able to get an awful lot of auditions, and Connie, Connie, as soon as he said that he went to Kansas, she's like, oh, you want to be a thespian? So, I mean, it's recognized by Connie as a movie-making place. He'd already said that he went to a place where movies were made, so I'm not sure you can really infer that Connie was getting that from Kansas specifically. And I mean, Kansas does have Kansas City, so I mean, there are acting jobs in Kansas City, there have to be. It was still a reaction to him saying he he went to Kansas. She didn't react when he said he went to the place that movies are made, she reacted to him saying he went to Kansas. I don't know if you can say that her reaction was directly to that, but I mean, I guess I'd have to rewatch it. I think I have to side with Ken here. I think she was reacting to the fact that he said he went there for auditions, not necessarily that he went to Kansas. In fact, I think the fact that he said he went to Kansas was supposed to be humorous because, you know, Kansas is out there in the Midwest and, like, that's the joke. What is there in Kansas? Then why would they have a souvenir shop that sells movie star sunglasses? I mean, that's only something you would do if you were known for your filmmaking stuff. Nope, that is a semi-compelling point. Or if you went to a theater or a university or something Also like semi-compelling. I mean, there are probably art schools in, uh, in Kansas. I know that uh, Kansas, as far as college debate goes, they've got some really good debate teams, so I don't know if they wouldn't have like good intern teams. or you know, I'm sure that there's going to be somewhere in Kansas you can buy that. That's like saying that you're not going to be able to buy, I don't know, sushi or uh, what's a very Californian thing? You're not going to go to uh, In-N-Out Burger in Texas. Spray tans? Yeah, like you're not going to get a spray tan in Texas. What, you can't. What do you mean you're not going to get... What do you mean you're not going to get an In-N-Out burger in Texas? Because In-N-Out is a Kansas thing. Or you're not going to eat sushi in Texas Except there's in Texas. and out there are In-N-Out burgers in Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. two of them are. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's my point. Just... <laughs> but I, I've, I've never seen tacky, you know, movie industry stuff on sale in places that... Well, anywhere. I've never gone to Hollywood or Los Angeles. You clearly are not looking hard enough. Okay. Yeah, I, I do tend not to look for the tacky birch, I'll give you that. That is the truth about me. 
I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, because we know that California is still on the map because I looked when you see the Earth in Say Uncle, and it and the Earth that we see at the near the end of Jailbreak both lack Florida, but you can see Baja California there, so there's no, you know, ocean bulging inward to say that there's no California. So I did not land notice that. is physically there. That isn't that is fascinating. I had to go specifically look for it. It didn't it didn't just jump right out at me. So question, you might not know this off the top of your head, but are the earths they showed in Say Uncle versus Jailbreak are the land masses similar? Very similar. I looked at uh, over overseas east of the Atlantic, it looks fairly normal and even the United States is mostly the same. It's mostly just the absence of Florida that I could notice. Well, I think we're better off without Florida anyway. Any Florida listeners? Sorry, not really sorry, but... Um... <laughs> Hardcore. Hardcore. I'm incredibly sorry. I understand you did not choose to be born in these terrible states, and you would come to Texas had you had the opportunity. It was not my place to judge you for these things, and I wish you all of the cowboys and waterburgers in your miserable, miserable places of living... I would chime in, but I'm not willing to defend my state. <laughs> so, Ken, what were the ratings today? So, this week, Steven Universe got uh, 1.665 million, putting it in second place against what? Can you guess? Teen Titans Go! Obviously, it was Clarence. Everybody loves Clarence. Teen Titans Go, as every single week. I hope Clarence's ratings pick back up. I mean, I, I hate to see the I hate to see any of the shows underperforming, but... You know, it's just it just got back. Hopefully its viewership picks back up. Yeah, I'm not crazy about Clarence, but it is a good show. Do we know who boarded these episodes? This episode, I guess. It was, I want to say Helen Joe and Lamar Abrams. And it I'm, didn't look like her art, I don't think. But. I, I don't know any of their, I don't know any of their art styles. I just have to. Helen Joe and Lamar Abrams are pretty darn distinct, in my opinion. Which brings me, briefly, back to last week's episode, which I was not on, but Shirt Club, one of my favorite episodes in the series, and Dakota, you didn't like it. <sighs> and I hate that I didn't like it. I hate that I didn't like it because I love Helen Joe. I love her art. I love a lot of the episodes that she and Lamar Abrams do, but it seems like every episode I'm critical of, they're the ones storyboarding it, and that hurts my heart. So let me just say that. That's like the opposite of how I feel about them. I will also say that any episode of Steven Universe of the series holistically that I am not like super excited about, that also hurts my heart because I love this series so much. Turns out I was right, though. It was indeed Lamar Abrams and Helen Joe, so they had two episodes really, wow. in a row thanks to the, uh, the wonkiness of the airtimes. And I liked this episode. Wow, this totally did not feel like one of their episodes. That's weird. Eh. I guess I could see their faces... When uh, Connie and Steven were freaking out about Jamie never loving again. Those, those kind of look like they're boards. And then Jamie got some really nice faces of his own. Oh, yeah. He got the Desu face, didn't Jamie he? Jamie had that one, like, handsome Jamie face. got Handsome Jamie got hit in the face with the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guess that's it. I'm GC13. Short Club is one of the best episodes of the series. It was hilarious. I'm Ken Davis. And I'm still a very good swimmer, except not really Dakota. See you guys next week. Peace out, yo. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.